A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to A View from the Bullens, in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Hello and welcome back to A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean and Ben Winstanley. Lee, Ben, Everton 3, Southampton 1, almost the perfect start for Rafa Benitez. Lee, what are your thoughts? Oh, just an amazing day, Mick, wasn't it, Ben? You know, from start to finish, waking up, excited, match day. It felt like a proper match day for the first time in 18 months. Don't know if you can tell, I've only just got my voice back. It's been cracking and breaking all day. Sounded like a right muffet. Um, it was just proper raw emotion, wasn't it, from the start? You know, going through the turnstile again, seeing people's faces, you know, the, the noise in the concourse 14 minutes before kickoff was just unreal in the Gladys Street. Walking up the steps to my seat, seeing it all again, just sort of was like, wow. Um, you know, the, the tribute, I thought, to, to those we've lost. I just want to touch upon that. You know, the fact that it lasted four minutes, you know, um, it, it sort of makes it easy to appreciate why that game meant so much to, to everyone. You know, obviously for me, you know, I thought to me, Nan, who have lost in that time, and everyone will have probably known someone who would have lost. So that was really poignant and emotional. And then Zed Cars comes on and you just get goosebumps. It was just a powerful moment, that. Unbelievable. Um 
And it was just days like yesterday that make us all realise whatever it means to us. I think it was just boss um, performance-wise. I think I didn't expect much from the first half. I think I can, it, it wasn't great. And I think there was a bit of concern at half-time. But looking back, I think it's the first game back in such a long time with fans in the ground, different type of pressure. Fit, you know, new manager in charge, getting used to his methods and his ideas. It was always going to look, be a little bit fragmented and a little bit all over the place. And that's that's what it was. Obviously, we go a goal down to an individual error again. And you're thinking, here we go. Same as last year. You know, when are we ever going to learn? But the, the fact was, we weren't getting outplayed. It wasn't like we were on the back foot and we were absolutely terrible. It was just like we couldn't really get anything going. So, although I was disappointed, I wasn't sort of panic, and I always felt like we were going to get back into the game. And then second half was just a completely different ball game. So we stuck to our plan. We were noticeably more direct than last year. So we were playing to our strengths a lot more with Calvert-Lewin up front. Quick crosses, getting it wide and, and putting it in. No nonsense, quick. Get it get it across before your opposition, Southampton, have got time to get back into the shape. So it looks like on the basis of yesterday, Calvert-Lewin's going to have a... He's going to really enjoy this season. He's going to have a field day with the, with the deliveries that he's getting in the service. Um, and you could tell he enjoyed that game yesterday. I thought Townsend and Gray impressed me. Worked dead hard. Loved the work ethic, attitude, the delivery. I thought was really you know high, high in quality. Richarlison, what can you say about him? You know, he comes back from the Olymp- Olympics desperate to play. You could tell he wanted to get back, keep up that momentum, put a show on for everyone. He, he loves it, doesn't he? How many times, Mick Ben, did we say last year, Richarlison misses the fans? Mm. You know, and look, look at yesterday. You know, he loved it. Um, and he, he's vital to any success we're going to have this year. He's our talisman. He's the man. Knew he'd score, yeah. I just knew he'd score. I, I, my bet was Richarlison 3 0, so I hit the bar with that one, but knew we'd get on the, on the score sheets, made up for him. So, Decore, obviously, he's come out this week and said Benitez has told him to play a bit further forward, and I think he suits that position. Reminded me of, of his days where he impressed at Watford, where he was dynamic on the front foot, using that athleticism, you know, and the rangy stride that he's got to get forward, and, and what that goal. You know, that, that was goal of the day for me in the Premier League. And the limbs after that, that was, oh, I haven't celebrated a goal like that for as long as I can remember. But it was just an amazing day. Came out to Goodison Park just feeling amazing, seeing it, seeing how happy everyone was. It was just boss. Um, so, listen, expectations aren't as high this season for one reason or another. But maybe that suits Everton down to the ground. You know, we've gone from having Ancelotti you know, and we're all thinking he's the Messiah and he's going to lead us on to all the, you know, and all these big name signings who have used us maybe as a stepping stone, maybe, maybe just taking a step back, dampening expectations a little bit. If you look at it on paper, we've still got some really good players and we can still, we can add, add one or two more before the end of the month and improve the work ethic and the attitude and the application, which it looks like Benitez is doing then who knows, we may have even have a better season than last year. But let's take it one game at a time. Yesterday was amazing. Let's just enjoy that. Unbelievable. Ben, I know you were in a box yesterday and I know you probably had a great view and it, you probably enjoyed the day. But let's just go to the first half. Let's break it down. I mean, the mistake by Michael Keane. Was Mason Holgate maybe to blame? It was obviously a, a wonderful finish by Adam Armstrong and I'm not taking anything away from him. It was a, it was a great finish, top corner. But... Holgate and Keane, a lot of questions have been raised over them too. They've done nothing really to quell those questions, have they? 
No, not at all. But I think Lee's just summarised that brilliantly there. Um, and obviously what people have seen on Twitter was fortunate enough to experience a match day from the box, having to sit down me up behind the scenes. It's just what a day. I had one of the best days watching Everton I've ever, ever watched. So just a big thank you to uh, CD London, um, Lawrence and Mike Keogh for the uh, invitation for that. Honestly, I've had a really good day. And these are a couple of blues that we met through the event. Um, that we had in the beer colour, really nice blues. And it's so good, the community, as Lee said before, seeing old faces, seeing friends, uh, talking about everything, like I was having a wee uh, just before kickoff, and some random fellow I've never spoke to was chatting to me, <laughs> what do you think, lad? What, what, what's going to happen? And it just felt like I knew him for years, and that's the kind of atmosphere that I've missed. It's an Evertonian, like, the community is just unreal. Like, other fan bases talk about it, but no one, gets it like Everton like Everton fans are just like a different breed altogether like it's special it really really is we go through the joys and the pain all together so I had such a, a really good um, experience so thank you to everyone involved there but right let's go on to the negatives um, obviously you, you look at Holgate and Keane that was just a complete ugh, disaster wasn't it Let, let's be real but Michael Keane had all the time in the world I think he was in two minds to go long to go short and in the end, didn't make a decision. Closed down by Che Adams, who, to be fair, Adams and uh, Armstrong worked really hard in the first half. They were pressing us non-stop, putting us under pressure, basically stopping us playing football. And yeah, so they went through. Great finish, by the way. But I can't remember Jordan Pickford, bar the consecutive corners in the second half of Southampton, really having much to do. Um, obviously, Armstrong's gone through one-on-one. What a goal, by the way. It was a great finish. And all Everton fans were like, oh no, here we go again, Everton at home. We knew last year how bad we were going 1-0 down to teams lower than us. And you weren't that half-time and you go, how are we going to come come back from this? But do you know what? Fair play to Rafael Benitez and a credit to the Everton fans. It was a nice moment for him to actually get applauded. It just shows us uh, respectful, like a bit of a mutual respect that we've got because we're all desperate for Everton to do well going forward. So I thought that was a nice touch. But going back, do you know what I liked about Benitez as well yesterday, Mick and Lee? Um, I'm sure you can probably agree. Is he, he changed it. So, Damari Gray was up front initially with Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison um, was obviously playing on the, on the left. And Southampton's right-back, who've just signed from Chelsea, I thought that was his first professional debut. Of course, he was playing really, really well. He was solid. And half-time, Benitez, is, which is brilliant, switched it up straight away. Right, Damari Gray, Richarlison, swap. I want Richarlison in and around the box active and busy and you could clearly see the game plan had changed it was get the ball out wide bang straight in the box and there were some Blues who weren't very optimistic about signings but I can see now why we've got them players in they may not light the, the world up but they give you 110% and it reminds me of the Everton of old that are going to put a shift in not come in as luxury players jog around get paid the 100 grand a week they look like they're going to be workers and especially Townsend said some really really good things over the past few weeks and He's a player that I can definitely get behind. And he gets it out from his feet, bang, straight across. You've got Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin. And to be fair, watching match today, they hit the nail on the edge. You've got two centre-forwards who are probably top five headers of the ball in the Premier League, playing off fun together. You've got Damari Gray hitting balls in direct, quick. I think we put a total of 17 crosses into the box yesterday. And watching the breakdown, it was just get out your feet and get it into that box early. Cause some issues. Because the ball doesn't go into that box you don't score. And obviously, the, the first goal, Townsend assist as well, off the corner, have they headed it back for Charles and was lively looking for it. Bang, one on. As soon as that went in, we knew what was coming then. And 
I feel like we dominated. We felt comfortable in stages. Southampton had here and there, but I think long-term they might struggle this year unless they get some um, signings in. Losing Danny Ings has been massive for them. War Prowse, people sniffing around him. So you just don't know. Um, and Vestergaard as well going to Leicester City. So they're losing some players. So I wonder what the future holds for them. But no, that decoy, when that went in, I like Lee said, I echo that. I haven't celebrated a goal like that in a very long time. It was... It was emotional. It was a relief. It was like ever at the back. You just look around. Obviously, I, I love fortunate enough to have some really good seats to see the ground, and it was rocking. It, I was hugging people that I've never met before, going mad with them, celebrating. It was just a special, special emotional occasion. It was just one that I'm just so happy to see Everton win three one and kick on from there. But also, I um, don't know if yourself, Lee and Mick, echo this, but I feel like when it was one one the whole of the crowd felt like there needs to be a change. And within probably a minute, Iwobi was on straight away for Townsend. And Iwobi had one of his best cameos for Everton I've seen in a very long time. I've been one of his biggest critics. Um, But he came on, he was dynamic, he wanted the ball, he was playing the ball over, he got an assist for that to call. He's a thunder, uh, (laughs) thunder cloud, should we say, to be professional for the younger listeners. But what a hit that was, top in. And, he just came on and changed the dynamics, gave Southampton a different angle of going forward. So fair play, Alex Iwobi clearly had his beans yesterday before the uh, before the match. So no, really happy for him. Hopefully he can kick on and gain some confidence from that. But no, overall, it was just an absolute brilliant and special day. Um, I loved it, just seeing everyone and just feel like we can really kick on from here. We weren't really pegged back. We weren't really tested. Just we've got to shore up that defence. We've got to. Um, I feel like Alan didn't have his best game, but played well. But Decore, I've said him from from last year, just seen him running past my window again, Mick. He's been at what a monster he was yesterday. Just keeps on running and running and running up and down. And people who've listened to the podcast since obviously January when it first started, I've been a big believer that decore has been a, a really, really big sign of Revenant and a valuable player. And he, uh, he showed that yesterday, what he can do. And as Lee rightly said, if he can get forward like he was for Watford and that in our Premier League a few seasons ago, he'll chip in with you eight to ten goals minimum. And I feel like yesterday, out of his feet, bang two one, and it was just one of them. But again, Calvert Lewin as well, brilliant header, three one. The scenes were brilliant. It was just so good to see like the likes of Damari Gray giving his shirt out at the end to the younger generation. It just felt like they're Everton players, and he's already called a home on his Instagram. And it just you get a bit of goosebumps. And obviously, when them sirens kicked in. I just felt like, wow, we're back and we're, we're ready to go. So, yeah, overall, Mick, over the moon. Uh, hopefully we can kick on now for next week. Yeah, Lee, obviously at half-time we found ourselves 1-0 down due to, obviously, Michael Keane's error. But second half, it's all about the timing of goals sometimes, isn't it? And, and scoring smack-bang after half-time, it was just the tonic that Rafa Benitez and the team needed, wasn't it, really? Yeah, definitely, Mick. You know, I heard that was what everyone was saying at the ground. It was... We needed that. What a great time to score, you know, and, and to come out second half, get that equaliser. It takes the wind out of Southampton sails, doesn't it? You know, they're arguably fortunate to go in one nil up through through a mistake. There was really nothing in the game. Everton had the better of it without doing anything of note. But yeah, Southampton. They then realise, hang on, we're, we're at Everton here. It's one one, and their manager Hassan Hootles come out after the game and he said, you know, you, you felt the place lift and you felt this place, the atmosphere. And, and he's right. And we've talked about it. You know, when, when Goodison gets like that, we sensed blood when, when it went to 1-1. And you knew we, you knew we were going to get a second. And Ben's right. Benitez was proactive. He made the change. Awobi came on. I'm going to echo what Ben said and what a lot of people have said. 
credit where credit's due. He had a really, really good game. Came on, he was purposeful. You know, he was on the front foot, he didn't let his head go down and stuff. And if we can maybe just get behind him a little bit more, um, I know he's frustrating, but wingers are. You know, a lot of wingers are frustrating. They, they can be quite streaky. Um, and, and he does have to step his game up. And, and a lot of the criticism is on him because I think a lot of the time he's not done himself any favours. But if he can keep producing performances like that, Evertonians will get behind him. Um, and I loved seeing all the celebrations for, for the Decore goal, which he was heavily involved in and stuff. But it was, yeah, time and other goals were... were and, and to get the second... Uh, sorry, the third, Mick, straight after the second. I think there was only a couple of minutes between and maybe four or five minutes. It, you know, it, it killed Southampton off. And then again, what I like to see, what I really enjoyed was we didn't sit back at 3-1. You know, we were going for the fourth. And there's so many times I can recall on this podcast last year that we were talking about how negative we were. And I sounded like a broken record at times saying, you know, along for the days where we were pinning teams back at the Gladys Street end, when it's when it's we're one nil down or it's one one or whatever, and that is exactly what we saw yesterday: pressure, corners, chances. You know, the, the team given the, the crowd a lift by being on the front foot. This is all stuff we, we didn't see under Ancelotti, and this is not me being sort of reactive because of because he's being a snake and, and jibbed us off. We just didn't see it. We we were we were flat. We were sort of very pedestrian, slow weren't in, in, in teams' faces. Yesterday was a far cry from that. And, I, and I'm not getting carried away because I know it's only Southampton and I agree with Ben that they, they probably are going to struggle this season. But you can only play what's in front of you. And last season, we lost eight or nine home games against the dross of the division. So I'm not getting carried away, but I'm going to enjoy and I'm going to be pleased with what I've seen and the, and the changes that I, that I saw in front of me yesterday. It was a really, really solid, good home win. Three ones, a lovely score, and it sets us off, and it gets Benitez off on a, on a on a good foot, which he needs. Um, so, listen, there was one or two negatives yesterday with you know the, the centre back partnership for me isn't good enough. The one that started yesterday, it, it's not. And against better opposition than Southampton, you know you're going to get punished. I think with Keane and Holgate at the back because they've got too many mistakes in them. They're too liable to individual errors. And I think it's clear Godfrey and Mina are the, the, the way forward um, at centre-back for us this year. So the sooner them two get back in, the better for me. But I'm not going to dwell on that. The team on the pitch did themselves proud. I think the fans did themselves proud as well. You know, I think a lot of the build-up uh, around the reception for Benitez didn't materialise at all. So it's maybe a learning not to read too much into what you read on Twitter. Um it was just a great day all around. Great team performance, a good win, and we need to capitalise now. Going up, you know, a couple of away, away games coming up next. Um, capitalise on the the favourable fixtures that we've got, and who knows where where we'll end up this year. But it's a great start, Mick. Ben, for me, the most pleasing part of the game was obviously whilst we were one 0 down at half time, we've came back to win, and it's the first time Everton have won a Premier League game after losing at half time for the first time since 2015, which was against West Brom. And that that is a real huge mental block gone now, isn't it, from that team? Do you know what? I genuinely didn't even realise that stat. That's quite an astounding stat, and it shows like, the lack of character that we've had over the past few years. So, yeah, it was definitely vitally important. And I'm, I'm, I can safely put my hands up, and I went in a half-time and thought, oh no, here we go again. How are we going to recover from this? But... 
Look, I don't know what Benita said at half time, but then players came out like a different ball game. It was like the old Goodison Park, the old Everton. They were all tenacious, fighting for each other. And as soon as it went 1 1 on like the 48th minute, you just knew. Well, I knew that it was going to be two. Well, we were going to win that game and we were going to score maybe two or three goals. So, look, it, that is massive to show that a team is willing to fight for a manager who's come in, fight for the fans. And like Lee said, Hasselhoff said that the place was bouncing and it was. You could fit. It was one of them days at Goodison that made you just look around and go, wow, this place is special and I'm going to miss this place so much because you're so on top of the players. And with, it must, like, you like some of Charleston who literally plays what, like, 100 times better with fans there. He performs to the crowd. So he was so, for him to go and play the Copper America, to then go and play the Olympics. To then go, no, I'm coming back to Everton and I'm, I'm going to start on there on Saturday because I want to play in front of all the Evertonians. Which for me, I thought, you know what, mate, fair play. And he played one, one of the best games he's ever played in an Everton shirt. He was brilliant. Great finish. He was live. And as soon as that's gone in, like I said before, it was, yeah, it's one-way traffic here. And Jordan Pickford, I stated earlier, I, I can't remember much having to do. I know that Gineppo had a few dangerous moments down the, the left-hand side and caused Seamus Coleman some issues. And I think they had a consecutive four or five corners in a row where War Prowse was literally putting it on the money every single time because we know how good he is in such a in dead set-piece uh, area. So it's just refreshing to see that the boys came out, they didn't let us down, they all performed, they all picked up because the first half, it started off well. They scored and then it went a bit stale. You could tell that they were dropping back. Alex McCarthy was start, starting to waste time in the first 30 minutes. And I thought, oh, here we go again. They're going to come here trying to sit back and see out the wind, which last year they did. Teams came here, went 1-0 up and just said, you come and break us down. And we couldn't. But now we've got the likes of Townsend. We've got Damari Gray who want the ball and will put that ball into the box. Whereas you haven't got players trying to pass it around, pass it around. I think it's going to be a case this year, Mick and Lee, of obviously getting it out wide, maybe beating one or two and getting it in that box as soon as possible. And as Benita said earlier on in the pre-season, you've got probably the two best headers of the ball and if not one of the best in Calvert-Lewin in the air. We've all seen how high he can jump and his time and he can score. Didn't it remind you of Andy Gray, how low he was to the floor yesterday? Literally went, could have gone with his foot, but he just went with his head and he was about a foot, dipped that off the floor. And it just, it was brilliant. What a comeback. The, the performance was outstanding in the second half. I fully enjoyed that. And that second half for me was comfortable. We weren't under any pressure. Players wanted the ball. The core was up and down. And just the passion and the scenes, it was just so good to be a part of. And I just, it's just so good seeing all the blues again, isn't it, lads? And obviously the atmosphere before, uh, everyone having pints, getting the chippies in, the hot dogs and chips, everything. It was just such a surreal day and absolutely made up. Like that, but I did, really didn't know that's that, 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 that's astounding. I mean, that's really put me back, but mm. another one ticked off. So hopefully we can kick on from that. And if we do go 1-0 down, us blues don't go, oh, here we go again. Mm. Lee, whilst we're on the crosses, we'll just touch on that. I know Rafa Benitez did say in pre-season that, and like rightly, Ben has just said that we have two very, very capable headers in the team in Richarlison and Dominic Carver. So, it was no surprise, I suppose, was it, that we were making so many crosses from either flank. Do you think that's going to be a tactic throughout the season? Everton are going to get into the final third and think, you know what, just throw it in the mix out, you know, and after 10 crosses, one or two is going to fall to somebody like Dominic Calvert-Lewin and then you back him to put it in the back of the net. It's a no-brainer. You've got to work with the assets that you've got and the strengths that you've got. 
And there was times last season, and, and I know we keep talking about it, but it, we've got to compare, haven't we? It's the first game of the season and we're talking and we're comparing it to what we've seen. You know, how many times did we say, change it up a little bit, go a bit more direct, play to our strengths? And it just didn't happen. We were, we were trying to play central and, and through teams and it was all in front of them. You know, if you, you, we've clearly got a strategy and that was to put, get a couple of wingers in, get them wide, get, get them with paint on the boots, as they used to say, hugging that touchline, get the ball out of them as quick as they can. And then, like Alan Shearer pointed out on Match of the Day last night, it's don't hesitate. You look at, remember Beckham? Beckham had no pace. He used to just get the ball, bang, one touch, round the corner, get the cross in. And it, it means that the opposition's defence haven't got time to think. They haven't got time to like go, right, OK, where's my man? I'm going to get goal side. I'm going to get my head on this. You know, Calvert-Lewin's on the front foot. He's expecting that ball in. They'll have been working on it all week. Richarlison's the same. We forget just how good Richarlison is in the air. He's unbelievable with his head. And if we can carry that on, we're going to get a lot of success. But on the other hand, Shearer did say, you know, if teams are watching that, teams facing Everton are watching that, that's how you stop Everton. You've got to stop the supply. You've got to stop crosses coming in. So we've also got to be aware of that. That teams are going to look at yesterday and go, okay, we stopped crosses coming in. We neutralised Damari Gray, Andros Townsend, whoever's on the wing, Awobi. And what then what do we do? So as much as it's a, it's a great tactic and, and I think we'll get success from it, we've got to also be able to adapt and, and maybe play a different way and remain patient when teams are getting wise to, to this tactic. So that'll be interesting as well. Um, so I don't know whether we're finished in the transfer market. I'm not sure, but I think if, if that sort of tactic fails or we're not getting success from that, I still think we're short in terms of creativity and guile in the middle. I think we still, we still need someone in there, this sort of, I don't know, Jack Grealish, James Madison, Mason Mount type player who can unlock the tightest of spaces and stuff. I think we're, we're short of someone like that. So um, we'll have to just wait and see. But it, it, it was clear that was the tactic yesterday and it worked. Whether or not it's going to work over the course of a season remains to be seen. But I thought it was a really refreshing um, way to play. And Calvert-Lewin, he had a massive smile on his face all day looking at the highlights back. He really enjoyed that service. Um, so I can see him bagging 20-plus this year. I think with Charleston, we'll get a better goals return this year as well, especially with fans back. His first, you've seen it, the first thing on his mind. As soon as that ball at the back of the net, he was right over to the Gladys Street, wasn't he? There was no thought of going celebrating with his teammates or running back to the centre circle. It was right, OK, I'm going over to the fans. Absolutely brilliant. So we'll just have to wait and see. Have to wait and see, Mick. But yesterday was a, a really well thought out and well executed game plan to get it wide. Stepping away from on the field, Ben. Obviously, off the field, people were very apprehensive to see what kind of reception Rafa Benitez would get before the game. I know there was the odd boo here and there. But generally speaking, it was it was quite a decent reception for him, wasn't it? Yeah, I, like I said, where I couldn't hear any boos, and it was just nice to see that we've been of like a mutual respect. Because look, all we want as Everton fans is for Everton to do well, and if Rafael Benitez is going to be that man, then let's go because I'm all behind it now. He's the Everton manager; he wasn't everyone's choice, as we have discussed previously. But he's here now. He's the manager. He had a, he performed tactically quite well yesterday. I thought, like we touched on. Substitutions were proactive. Um, he clearly put a rocket up a few of them at half time and they came out like a different animal in the second half. Um, on like a bit of a, an off 
track on that mecca. You do still look at Everton's bench and you go, it is quite slim and quite weak. Um, obviously, Iwobi came on and played really, really well. Um, you obviously, you have the likes of Delph, Davis, Broadhead was on the bench. And obviously, with the five isolating, then with, with them to come back as well, potentially. I know, obviously, there's up in the air about Hammers, up in the air about Moise Keane, um, Gabamon is clearly um, isolating again. And as is Ben Godfrey, which we got told the night before as well. So we've still got these players to come back and people are starting to like write us off a bit. And look, I feel like if we can get one or two out the door and bring three in, say, um, a right back, right winger, and maybe another central midfielder, we could have a, a very good team going forward. Obviously, last year we had some really, really good away performances. Not so good at home, but had a decent points tally. And we're adding to that now with players as well. So. Long term, I feel like we can get we get two or three in. Obviously, we do need cover for Seamus, even though to be fair, he played he played well yesterday again. Uh, and the passion for when Decore scored, you see him with the knee slide right in the corner with the badge in his mouth. It was just what a great picture that is. That he showed yesterday what how good of a captain he can be, getting stuck in, get everyone fired up. He even give one of our listeners his phone back after the celebrations, but we'll leave it at that. Um but no, it was it, it was really good to see. But the, the, the squad, the first eleven are good. You look on the the bench, though, there's not really much that can come on and change the game. But look, Awobi came on yesterday and did. He performed really well, as I stated before. So fair play to Rafael Benitez on that foot, Mick. He was proactive. And normally, when out when us fans start going, come on, change it up, and you can hear the frustration in the crowd. People start talking, murmuring, like, come on, make a sub. None of that was yesterday. Literally, as soon as I went, it's a bit dead, this. Something needs to, within 30 seconds, Iwobi was called back. I thought, you know what? 70th minute, fair play. And I think one of his first involvements was obviously getting the assist for Decore. And then obviously he played a pre-assist for Richarlison to make it 3-1. And that Richarlison ball, you can clearly see that's been the tactic in training because he didn't even look where Calvert-Lewin was. It was straight across the box. Bang, 3-1, game done and dusted. Blues go home happy, have a few pints. I'm still nursing a, a hangover from yesterday, but it was, it was well worth it. What a performance. Blues, how good is it to be back at Goodison Park, cheering everyone on and all the messages I'm getting, all the people I speak to about everything on uh, DMs and on WhatsApp is just saying the same. It's just so good to be back, football to be back and seeing Everton, seeing, seeing all the kids who were, were desperate to go through lockdown who maybe they used to go when they were like two or three who are now like four and five, they, they kind of know what's going on. They kind of understand football. They understand a bit how much Everton means to us. And take it, imagine taking your lad or your girl yesterday for one of the first games and being present for that. You'd remember that for a lifetime. That's why I'm just so glad, so glad that it went so well for everyone. Everyone was happy. Everyone had a good time. Benitez got a good reception um, in answer to your original question. So no, I, as you can tell, it, it was emotional. I'm so overwhelmed with how brilliant it actually was. But just to see all the, the same fans and faces, obviously you boys where you sit seeing all the people coming back for uh, not giving up and obviously a 98% season renewal ticket as well. So look, we're all here for the long run. I just, I just pray to God that Everton can come up with something this year and really bring us something that we desperately need of any sort of trophy because you've seen the scenes that when we obviously went 2-1 up yesterday and the scenes are full-time and the players were doing the lap of the pitch. Imagine if we go, go and won a cup. You wouldn't see me for a week. It'd be just absolute carnage. So I'm just praying we can go to that next level now. Um, but no, 
overall, don't want to get too carried away, but it was a really good performance from the team in the second half. And praise for Rafael Benitez for changing it up. And well done, Everton, for just not make it, making Goodison toxic to start off with because we don't need that whatsoever. Lee, I am just going to touch on Decore's goal. It, obviously, when it hits the back of the net, everyone's a little bit excited, but it, it's just Everton, isn't it? And I know Ben's just touched on one of our listeners and I'm going to name him. It's Nathan Cousins. He ran onto the pitch and he lost his phone and Seamus Cotton and chased him back down the line to hand back his phone. Obviously, Nathan was then escorted away uh, and, and put in a cell, shall we say. But nevertheless, we're not saying we condone that because we don't, absolutely not. But it's just Everton, isn't it? That sort of thing. And it kind of made the whole day, didn't it? Big goal, big atmosphere, fans on the pitch, celebrating with players. And even the player, like Seamus Coleman, recognising that the fans were just a little bit excited and handed his phone back to, to the lad. It, it just kind of, that's Everton right there, isn't it? Pretty much the perfect return to go to some with fans. And yeah, when that goal, I mean, that was right in front of me. I had a great view of the goal. Um, I've posted a picture on Twitter, which shows the Corey celebration. And I think it gets Nathan in there a little bit as well. Um, it, you know, he takes his shirt off, little mini pitch invasion, if you can call it that. There's about five people. Um, but just raw emotion from Decore as well. And, you know, he's giving it beans to the Gladys Street and everyone's reacting. And it was just, a, it was a whopper, wasn't it? You know, you're not, you're not saving that in off the post. You know, he turns on sort of on a sixpence. And I think it was just because it came from nowhere. It was a little bit like the Radzinski goal against Southampton all them years ago, which we remember. Um, and the, the roof came off. It was just unbelievable. Everywhere you looked, everyone's just like, there was 18 months worth of frustration. You know, everyone, what everyone's been through. Desperation to get back to Goodison Park. Everything just came out. It certainly did with me. Don't know if you can still hear it in my voice a little bit. You know, I didn't show up yesterday and everyone else around me was exactly the same. It was just unbelievable. And the noise, and I think for the opposition managers to come out and recognise that as well. There's nowhere like Goodison Park. There just isn't. And we're going to miss the place. And we've probably only got three years left. So to put it into context, think about where we were three years ago. So what, what does that make us? 2018. I can't. We've had that many managers. I can't even remember who was managing us in 2018, but it's not long ago, is it? And in that same amount of time, it's going to be gone. We're not going to be at Goodison Park anymore. So let's. We've got to make the most of the time that we've got left there. And I think yesterday I got I got that sense and that impression. But it's a special place to play, to play football. And when it's like it was yesterday, as a home player, as an Everton player, you know, it, it's, a, it's a proper asset. And if we can do our bit like we did yesterday at home, you know, it's going to help us win a lot of points, I think. And it's no surprise that, for me, we had the home record we did last year with no fans there. Even when we had 2,000 there twice, we won both games. And then when we had 6,000, we won that one. We only had three games last year with fans and we won all three. And that was only like a scattering of them. But with a full Goodison Park, it's just unrivaled. No, I don't care what anyone says. Don't care. Goodison Park, when it's like that, is just special. It's special. It's hard to describe. It's feverish. feels like it's like surround sound. There's noise coming from all angles. It echoes. I think, you know, the, the sound... You know, because everything's so close to the pitch. That I don't know if it's the roof on the stands. I don't know what it is, but it's just mad. And I love every second of it. And I loved every second of being there yesterday. 
And I'm sorry if I feel like I'm going over the top, but I'm not. It was just, I, I couldn't wait to get back. It was all I could think of for a long, long time. And it felt like I had my Everton back. And I know everyone felt the same last night. Unbelievable. Absolutely loved it. Mm. Ben, I am going to bring us back down to earth a little bit. Okay, a fabulous day. Brilliant start. And it's a great result for us. However, with the greatest of respect, Southampton, they, they may struggle this season. They've lost, obviously, two key players. Ward-Prowse is still being courted by other clubs. So how important is it now that we kick on as a football club? We now have Leeds away uh, and Brighton away coming up. So how important is it now that we follow up the win with maybe a draw at Leeds? So at least it's four points from the first two rather than losing at Ellen Road. It, it's, it's really important, isn't it, now that we kind of start off well and the foundations are now laid for us? Yeah, it's definitely. You look at, obviously, Leeds got given a thumping by Man United. They obviously look really good, I think. Of, well, <laughs> I don't think they look very good. Um, but they're going to want a response themselves, aren't they? So we're going to have to work hard this week in relation to tactics, formation, because Leeds, as we know, will run anyone, any club into the ground. But they leave gaps behind, which could work in our favour because they do like to attack a lot. Now, it could work in our favour. And I'd, I'd be going there. We won there last year. I'd be... I'd maybe go there and think, a point would be okay, but why can't we go and get three points there? These are probably the games that if we really want to try and kick on this season and build momentum and build people's expectations, shall we say, we need to be winning these type of games and going there and putting in a performance. And I, I think we're more than capable. With the squad, with the front line we've got, Richarlison's been brilliant, Calvert-Lewin. And we're signing players now, as Lee rightly touched on again before, to suit our strengths. Now, we're not just signing players to like because they're good. We're actually going away and looking at a game plan and tactics and working towards how we can maximise our potential and our assets that we've got already at the club. And I think the Andros Townsend and the Mari Gray deals, they're probably going to work in our favour. He's obviously the Mari Gray. I, I think he looked brilliant yesterday. Obviously, direct, quick, and as I talked about before, whips that ball in. And Andros Townsend was doing the same on the other wing. And Look, if we can get in and behind these teams, get one or two goals, and, and then people have got to start coming at us again. And we've, we've got a bit of pace now. So Gray's very quick on the break. Richarlison's quick. Calvert-Lewin's very quick. Townsend has got a bit, a bit of an engine on him, but he's not absolutely lightning. But look, it's, I, I do think that we've got a bit more battles than last year. Um, I think we talked about Slug FC last year quite a bit, but we didn't come across like that yesterday. We kind of like maybe kept hold of the ball one too many passes and some people in the first half were shying away a bit in the second half. It was all guns blazed. I think Pickford's kicking was a bit questionable. But then in the second half, again, he was pinging balls out to the wing, up to Lucas Dean, who none of us have mentioned so far. He just had a very solid static game and he was bombing on with balls into the box again. You look at Dean, probably one of the best crosses of the ball as well. So why don't we play to our strengths? Why don't we just say, right, we're going to work, work it in the middle, get out wide and get that ball in the box and get them to the, the big hitters up front on the end of it because the, neither of them are scared to get the head on the ball. They'll, they will die for anything and have a go. So I can see us having a go at Leeds and I just hope we get another three points. Just look, we've got Leeds and Brighton next. If we can come away from them two games with four points, have seven points in our back pocket during the first three, that's really good going for me. Um, I feel like if we get stuck on three or four you start to go, oh, it's a bit of a poor start, that. But we need to be winning these types of games, build the momentum, get fans behind the team. Because when you're on the back of a good one, we get Goodison like we did yesterday. 
not many teams going to want to come and play a Goodison when it's like that because it was special. Even going one nil down, we were still trying to cheer up the players. Everyone was getting on top of them. It was just that second half. I just can't get over how good it was, Mick. You can hear it. Like my, my voice is like Lee's. It's very croaky today, so apologies if you can't understand me. But it was just so good. What were your thoughts, Mick, yesterday? I thought it was just so important to, to get off to a positive start for Rafa Benitez's sake, really. Obviously, we all understood the situation regarding Everton and the managerial appointment was obviously dividing the fan base and I totally understand it, but it was so important to get a win, not just for Rafa, but for the players as well. And it just shows people have always said, you know, the fans in and out of the ground, they, they shouldn't make a difference. They're professional footballers. I think yesterday's just proven just how important fans are to certain clubs. And like Lee has rightly said, there's no place like home. And when Goodison Park is like that and when it's behind the players, it's like a 12th man on the football pitch. It really is. And the second and third goal, the the Gladys Street almost sucked the ball into the back of the net, didn't they? It was just a special moment for, for every Evertonian. But I'm very, very happy for the players. Um, Rafa Benitez, the coaching staff. It's so important we got off to a positive start. We can all imagine now how we would all feel if we'd have lost that game yesterday or even drawn the game. It would have been so deflating and another here we go moment. So yeah, such an important victory. But like I said, we, we must kick on. Uh, we've got some winnable games coming up um, or some points to be taken, shall we say, at least. So yeah, we, we must kick on. And, and looking ahead, Lee, Leeds United away. We're not going to go into it too much because obviously we'll do a pre-match podcast, but they got thumped on the weekend against Manchester United at Old Trafford. It is a game where Rafa Benitez will probably feel, yeah, with the right game plan, we can go there and get something. Yeah, of course we can. You know, defensively, they're, they're very, very suspect. And I think they get away with a lot. There's some sort of media obsession with Leeds that they're just absolute juggernaut. You know, they're not, they're not. Um, I think they're, they're, they're quite adventurous, they're quite gung-ho. But on the, on the flip side of that, I think they're there to be shot at. So, listen, one thing I will say about Leeds, though, is that they've got a, a good support. And and I think I'm right in saying, obviously, because we had no fans last year, this is their first game at home with fans in 17 years in the Premier League. So they're going to be right up for it, by the way. So we're going to have to be prepared for that, ready for it. Um, but on paper... You know, and, and you'd hope we're going to have a couple of players back as well. Ben Godfrey, Mina, uh, maybe one or two more. You never know who we're going to bring in this week. You, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But we're more than capable of, of matching Leeds, at least. Um, I think we've just got to ride out the first 20 minutes, suck the energy out the crowd, and then sort of apply our own game plan. And we've got the players to hurt them. And I think tactically... Rafael Benitez will be more than aware what we're going to be up against. They, they just throw everything at you. They try and outwork you. They, you know, they attack, they attack. They score a lot of goals from outside the box, so we need to be making sure we're closing down quickly and not allowing them space because they've got ability from outside the box leads. Um, but it's a game. I mean, I think before the game, I'd certainly take a point. And I think four points would represent a good start. But on the on the it all it is also a game. I think on our day like last season, we're more than capable of winning. And that would then be a really good start because then you're going away to uh, Brighton, who I don't think are as good as Leeds, and you've got another opportunity there. And then you're coming at home to, to Burnley and all of a sudden we could be building up a little bit of momentum. So, yeah, a game we can win, but I'd take a point before the game. 
And there we go, guys. Thanks to Lee and Ben for joining us as always. Everton 3, Southampton 1. And we start the season with the three points. We'll be back in the week with the pre-match podcast for Leeds United away. In the meantime, enjoy the goals, keep watching, and we'll see you very soon. Take care and all the best.